the pandemic has changed everything. This is like the grand experiment where all the those reasons why managers are resisting allowing a remote workforce. Now everybody had no choice. I think a lot of managers thought it wasn't possible or there'd be productivity lost, but it kind of just had to happen. So this is a huge worldwide experiment. And it seems like the verdict is that it, it is possible that maybe it's better in a lot of ways. Ken Tamita is the co-founder and CEO of GroveMate, a company specializing in desk and office accessories that are as beautiful as they are functional. And while his company may seem perfectly situated for the trying times we currently find ourselves in, their story begins more than a decade before when two friends combined their love of design with filling a functional void. Welcome to Heart of the Home, a podcast exploring the personal histories that inspire our surroundings, candid conversations about the stories behind the pretty pictures, tales of design and renovations gone wrong and right, because a home isn't just a structure filled with themes, it's the people who live there. So join me as we explore the unique stories that help each of us find our way home. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, Ken. Hi, thanks for having me. So you're in Portland right now. Describe what Portland is like right now, because all of us have been watching. You know, there's a lot of unrest, I think, nationwide, but particularly Portland has had a really rough year. You guys have Mm -hmm. had wildfires and civil unrest. And Mm -hmm. describe what the scene is like right now. Sure. I mean, I think it's been a tough year for everybody worldwide. But yeah, you're correct. Portland has the uh, extras. Uh, of the civil unrest. And um, I grew up here and I don't remember any uh, wildfire stuff growing up. Uh, In the last couple of years, we started having a few issues, but this year was like nothing else. It was so close. And uh, some of my friends that live in the suburbs had to evacuate. I I would have never imagined that scenario. But basically uh, in all the city, the smoke was so intense that you couldn't go outside. And because coronavirus, you shouldn't really be inside. So people felt really trapped. During that week, all of us were checking these like air quality uh, apps. Mm -hmm. Like every day we'd look and it would say hazardous. And they would have a list of the uh, air quality in cities around the world. And Portland was number one. Like worse worse than all these like cities in India and and Asia. (laughs) It's it's weird seeing our, our, our city up there. Yeah. In the 400s yeah. and 500s on that score. Uh, but yeah, it's fine now. Usually the air is really nice here. So Wildfires and bad air quality are something we're really familiar with in Salt Lake City. In the wintertime, our air quality gets really bad because of something called the inversion, where pollution basically gets trapped in our valley, um, in the bowl of the valley. But I, I do feel you on a lot of <laughs> levels, um, mm-hmm. for sure. So tell me first about your company uh, specifically. I, I feel like a lot of really smart, innovative design companies come from Portland <laughs> for some reason. Uh-huh. But tell me about your company specifically. Sure, sure. Uh, so we started in 2009. Um, I started with a friend of mine, Joe Mansfield. So I was a furniture maker and he, was, he had a laser engraving business. And he had this idea to make a bamboo iPhone case for the iPhone 3. Remember that? Uh, three was the really round one. Mm-hmm. And back then, uh, iPhone wasn't huge yet. 
I was not really on board with like that the iPhone would be life changing technology that he was. He was he was kind of the visionary <laughs> there. I remember using the first iPhone and because uh, I had lost my phone and I couldn't, I was like trying to call somebody and my thumbs kept typing the wrong letters on touchscreen. I was like, this is never going to take off this touchscreen thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that our first product was the iPhone case. Uh, no one had really done one before and it really took off uh, in 2010. And it was one of those classic stories where right time, right place, hit product, it really exploded. And for about five years, we were doing pretty good with that. Uh, but it became clear to us that it wasn't going to carry us forever because it was our product was tied to somebody else's product. And we saw that market getting really heavily commoditized. So around 2016, we started pivoting into other genres. And thank goodness we had the vision to not just keep going on tech accessories because that market has been completely crushed and saturated. Uh, we sold our last iPhone case about three months ago. That felt amazing, actually, to get completely wow. out of that industry and into workspace. You know, that transition took about uh, five years. I thought it was going to take another four years. But, of course, with uh, the coronavirus, everybody's going to work from home. And that transition took much shorter. So we're we're happy about that. That's the direction we were already shooting for. So it's been a crazy adventure starting as one, an iPhone case company and transforming into something completely different. So now you produce, I would say, modern, sleek, innovative, not your average office furniture. Is that fair to say? Sure, sure. I, I think it's interesting that you called it furniture. We don't call it that, but uh, I love furniture. So that's that's <laughs> my first love. Uh, we, we, we do kind of bridge the gap between furniture and accessory, probably. Yeah. Um, and... As we lean more and more towards the furniture side, for my personal interest, that's the direction that's fun for me, going that way. Yeah. Furnishings, I guess you could say. Things that make your workspace more functional and uh, feel minimalist and sleek at the same time. Um, You know, there have been a a handful of um, companies that... Even though the economy has taken a huge hit and and things are completely different now than they were seven, eight months ago, there have been a handful of companies that have really benefited. I hate using the word benefit when when things are so bad right now in a lot right. of ways, right? Um, but I think there are some companies that have have seen an opportunity to succeed in this kind of economic climate. Purell is one of them, right? Like the hand sanitizer is seeing crazy um, success right now. But office furnishings and office furniture is an interesting one. You know, even though everybody has been trapped home uh, in some areas of the country more than others currently, but everybody's still got to keep working, right? We've got to keep carrying on. I've been so interested to hear how from before shutdowns to shutdowns to presently, how your company has transformed and changed and, and sort of dealt with that. Sure, sure. It's my understanding that uh, industry-wide, anything related to home has gone up significantly, especially in e-commerce, because everybody's spending so much time at home. So you're suddenly you're like, maybe we should have a nice furniture or we should do that remodel or, uh, in our case, or uh, build a home office because you work from home. Uh, so definitely, we've seen a significant upward trend in our sales as uh, people are just shifting where they work. 
uh, we were already positioned focusing on home. So it's really interesting. We've had this strategy for a couple of years and we haven't really changed anything. And even moving forward, we're not changing it because we were already focused on the home user. Um, and a lot of other companies have had to pivot, you know, from contract to, whoa, all of a sudden, most of our customers are not working in these huge offices. But for us, it's kind of business as usual. In the beginning, we were really curious to see if uh, our customers' needs have changed with all these people rushing to work from home. And it seems like it would, right? It's such a drastic shift in the world. But we've been so focused on the particular customer that uh, cares a lot about their work, works at home, and cares a lot about their space. And when we talk to our custom, our new customers and, and uh, survey them, et cetera, it kind of just seems like the same fundamental reasons that people are buying our stuff. There's just more of them, right? Because more people are choosing to work from home. What has working from home looked like for you and your employees? Yeah, so our business is unusual because it's really vertically integrated. We're not just a design company. We uh, do our own manufacturing R&D, obviously, uh, marketing, photography. Uh, so we have a wide range of different jobs. So in the beginning, I had everyone who didn't have to be at, at physically in uh, work remotely. So it was kind of bizarre. For a while, we had the factory floor, and then I was the only person in the office. Um, I was there just to kind of for my leadership. And I, had, I was having conference calls with everybody else except I was in the office and they were at home. Um, in the past, it was me at home. I, I, I was, uh, before pandemic, I was working from home on Wednesdays. So the roles flipped and it was, it was really quite bizarre. Uh, but as the pandemic's raged on, um, the marketing team is basically 100% remote. The R&D, we, we come in about um, 12 hours a week because we need to use the tools and the workspaces to build prototypes, et cetera. And the rest is remote. And it's been really fascinating for our marketing team and our product designers, engineers, and myself to be in our customers' shoes because most of us weren't actually working from home, but we were designing and making stuff for that market. But now we are. And that's actually influenced our R&D quite a bit because we have the same struggles. We know what they're going through, especially yeah. these like Zoom calls. They cause a lot of issues ergonomically and you know i was using like random objects to prop up my ipad and i had a water glass to prop my ipad so i could have a zoom call and it fell over and the water spilled onto my keyboard <laughs> so we're working on a product for that <laughs> <laughs> immediately <laughs> coming up with a solution for the water glass stand yes, yeah yes and everybody was doing that worldwide right these kind of hacks to get by and it's changed a lot of our um assumptions so for example uh my phone it like never ran out of batteries before but now it runs out all the time because i'm on so many calls uh, things have changed but it's i think it's going to be good for us that parts of the team are in our customer shoes the heart of the home continues in just a moment hey everyone just letting you know about our accessories collection now on stag design shop it's growing from candlesticks to rugs to luxurious throws these items will elevate your home and make great companions to our artwork pillows and existing accessories you can view the new collection for yourself at stagdesignshop.com that's stag with two g's I'm so curious if you've heard from customers who are like, you know, I'm working from home and now my kids are doing school from home and, and you know, we've, we've got to find a solution for X. Are you getting feedback from customers like, 
can you help us find a solution for this? Or do you have something that helps this? Or, or what can you do to help my child who's now staring at a computer screen all day long and they were <laughs> never doing that before? You know what? We haven't heard much for the, um, the child side, like uh, solutions for managing, having uh, kids homeschooled. I haven't heard anything like that. Maybe it's not our customer. Maybe we should be asking those questions. We've had the, uh, the other kind of feedback where it's like we get these really nice emails from our customers saying, thank you so much. I'm so stressed out with all this stuff. And this is a beacon of light, like that kind of thing. But the challenge of, with the children, that's an interesting one. Uh, both my des- our lead designer and engineer have children, small children, doing uh, remote learning. And it's been really hard for them to manage their kids. Uh, and some of, one of them has two kids or three kids, and they're, they're all in different software, different programs, and trying to get them all working. Um, I haven't seen a setup, but uh, that's an interesting niche that I had to consider before. So thank you for the idea. <laughs> well, as a parent to three small kids who have been doing mm-hmm. remote learning, I mean, here in Utah, my kids just went back to school um, recently. We weren't sure it was going to happen. But, you know, when everything was shut down, it was a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to get even just getting the right setup. You know, when you have multiple children and parents who are working from home and they're trying to be productive and keep everyone moving and everyone needs an individual workspace. I mean, we had mm. one at the kitchen table and one downstairs and hmm. one, you know, and you're, you're trying to like put something together for your kids um, and yeah. you to, to carry on and be productive. I think, I think we're experiencing a collective shift in mindset, in priorities, in, you know, thinking outside the box, I think normally, you know, seven months ago, people were thinking they had to have these large office buildings with everyone in the same office working long hours mm-hmm. together. And that's completely shifted now where people are saying, you know, if I'm working remotely, I can one work from anywhere, I can move mm-hmm. Two, I want to make sure that my workspace from home is somewhere that is really functional and also also beautiful, inspires me. That's what we're, some of the stuff that we're hearing from our clients. How are you thinking differently about that have to have a big office space versus working, doing school, everything from your home? Sure, sure. So before the pandemic, our strategy was to focus on this home user. And the strategy was to slowly grow the company as that market grows. Uh, We were anticipating that over time, the trend would slowly grow for more people to be able to work remote because of the flexibility and uh, the rising cost of living in cities, et cetera. The pandemic has changed everything. This is like a grand experiment where all the those reasons why managers are resisting allowing a remote workforce, now everybody had no choice. Um, I think a lot of managers thought it wasn't possible or there'd be productivity loss, but it kind of just had to happen. So this is a huge worldwide experiment. And it seems like the verdict is that it, it is possible that maybe it's better in a lot of ways. Um, I think what will happen though, which is typically what happens in these kind of trends is like it shifts way one, way towards one direction. And then there's an adjustment back. It kind of reminds me of the uh, open office versus cubicle debate, you know? Yeah. Cubicles are terrible. Let's everybody go up and open office. So every creative company had completely open offices. Then it's suddenly no one can concentrate, right? <laughs> Yeah, There's stuff going on everywhere. And now the solution, which I think is the correct one is, well, the answer depends. So 
progressive companies are building, we're building workspaces where there was open office and little place where you could have two person meetings, little phone booths, conference rooms, flexible areas that are more like living rooms and people could choose situationally what was appropriate. So I think that's what's going to happen to this uh, working from home trend. Obviously, it's gone all the way towards maximum working remote, but it's going to self-correct, but not all the way back. Smart companies are going to utilize it, the best parts of it, and then shore up the weaknesses. Maybe they have uh, once a week, everybody gets together because there's certain things that are better in person, like collaborating um, on physical objects, obviously much harder. And then the camaraderie and the connections and the random interactions that can happen from uh, being around. So that's what I think it'll correct and it'll be more situational and how companies choose to utilize a remote workforce. Yeah, there is something to be said about that in-person interaction. You know, our design team has been working mostly remotely. Um, we see each other a little bit more now. We, we meet together, you know, once a week, once every other week, where before we were meeting together much more frequently. And there is, I think, something really important about that face-to-face -face interaction. In the same breath, I think by working remotely, you open up the doors to a lot more talent that you hadn't considered before okay. as a company. Um, you have access to people who maybe aren't living in your city. Okay. And also for somebody like a single parent or a you know, stay-at-home mom who who is really talented in any one area, this kind of lends a little bit more flexibility too, where they can work yeah. from home. Um, yeah. Tell me about what products you guys have designed that are really speaking to the at-home workforce? Well, our whole product lineup is has been intentionally catered towards the home workforce, uh, mostly the material palette and the design choices. For example, um, in your home, if you look at corporate office furniture, it's not quite as bad as hospitals, but very sterile, you know, and a lot of people don't want that in their home. You look around and, you know, in my house right now, I have a lot of wood natural edge, some color pop, soft materials, fabrics. So at home, the needs are, are completely different because it's it's there even when you're not working and it's where you live. So we try to take that into consideration when we design everything we do, that it's the uh, materials that are going to be uh, resonate with people as part of in more interior design than uh, corporate, what do you call it, like efficiency-based mm -hmm. design. What would you say to somebody who now finds themselves working from home with a horrible setup who desperately needs help, what would you say are the priorities for creating an efficient, beautiful at-home workspace? Sure. Uh, a good place to start is, a. Uh, it depends on your situation, but let's say you really don't like your desk. A desk pad is a great place to start. It's kind of a high bang for the buck accessory because it's very big but not that expensive and you can change the completely the feel of your work the top and then the next fundamental thing is some kind of stand to make sure your monitor is at the height or laptop is at the correct height either our desk shelf monitor stand laptop stand that helps kind of elevate your uh, screen so you're not always looking down and then next is organization and that's really depends on the person some people really want to hide their things or be organized. Other people are really minimal, so they don't need organization, but we have a right range of products for that. So the monitor stand is really for, for a minimalist, one screen. Some people just don't have a whole lot of stuff and that's the way they like to work. And that's a, that's a great product for that. Our desk shelf is specifically designed to help people with organizing. So it, it elevates your screen, but also creates all these zones, shelving, 
uh, you can get accessory, a little tray accessory. But basically, the desk shelf creates uh, zones on your desk. So instead of your things just feeling haphazardly scattered, there's places for it to go. Um, I think those are the fundamentals. And then after that, it's accessorizing. And people can take it as far as they want. I'm listening to you, and I regularly prop up my laptop on books. (laughs) And they're, like, teetering. And also, I didn't prop it up today, and I'm, like, staring at myself during this Zoom interview, and I'm, like, hunching down, and I'm – Anyway, so you're making me realize that I need to stop on your website. Um, Uh, Where can can people find you? uh, Grovemade.com, G-R-O-V-E-M-A-D-E. You're also Grove Made on Instagram, and your Instagram feed is beautiful and inspiring and will instantly make you feel like you need to revamp your home office space. Thank you. We're also on Pinterest for the interior design people. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, best of luck over there in Portland. And we, I know everyone across the country has really been praying for your city and looking at you and hoping that things calm down there. Great. Appreciate the support. Thanks so much. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.